Were you reading any books? My mom is one who became a licensed realtor and let me not rely on my teacher pension. One book I read was No Money Down. The, the stewardess comes up to us. She goes, I've been listening to you all. This is fascinating. I like it because it has little pictures in it. And use your skills and abilities to help others. Were you reading any books that you would say, man, this, this, how to influence people and win friends or this Napoleon Hill or this, uh, whomever, anything like that yeah. inspire you outside of the, what you had to read for college? You know what I mean? What was something that motivated you that was out well, external from your um, learning from your family? My mom and my dad were, were teachers, but they're also in real estate. My mom is the one who became a licensed realtor and she started being the one to get our, get the family business into real estate. Um, you know, proactively, you know, she would buy properties and so forth. And I would watch her and I would watch him. He, he basically, they ended up owning a lot of properties, right, as teachers. But the idea that they were able to focus on their retirement early by saying, let me not rely on my teacher pension. Let me start investing in my retirement now. My dad said he wanted to retire by the time he was 40, which was, for most people, unheard of. You know, why do you want to stop working? You got a good job, you know, just, you know that, that's not, that's not the way it's supposed to work. You know, people back then didn't think about retiring early. It's a, it's a mindset, right? So he had that goal in mind, which is which is kind of, you know, out of the box in its own, in its own right. So I would watch them operate, and my dad was very good with maintenance. And my mom would be the one handling tenants and so forth. They would buy an 8-unit building here or a 10-unit building here or a 4-unit building here and just continue to grow their portfolio. So... I would have these discussions after I started learning a little bit. I said, okay, I want to be in real estate. I decided that early on when I was like 12 or 13. And um, I, I started reading books. Um, one book I read was No Money Down. No Money Down. It was by Robert Allen, I think it was called. Yeah. He's probably still out there. And it, the book was basically talking about how to use leverage about real estate. You know, Because my dad was always talking about, you don't use leverage. You know, you pay cash. Because that's what his dad said. And if you got to use leverage, pay it back right away. Because, you know, he grew up during the Depression, so people have a different mindset there. So everything he bought, he put all the money right back into paying it off, right? And I was like, you know, I'm learning now, especially in business school, well, if your cost of capital is cheaper than the investment and your return, then you actually can maintain that leverage and, and build faster. But, you know, I got 3% mortgage, why am I going to pay that off? You know, my bill is running at me at 10% return. So I, um, <laughs> that was, he wasn't hearing that. So we'd have these long conversations. This was before business school. This was in like junior high school. I remember I was on a plane one time. I'll never forget this. I'm on a plane, and my dad and I are sitting opposite sides of the aisle, right? And we were having some kind of discussion, and it was about it was me having not never bought a building because I'm like eighth grade. But I'm saying to him, you know, if you have a hundred thousand dollars, you know, you could put ten thousand dollars <laughs> on ten buildings, right, and borrow the rest, right? And we're my dad's like, no, no, you. Just pay off the building right away. You know, you'll, you'll have more to work with. This is him. And we're having this conversation across the aisle. I'm in, I'm in the eighth grade. And the, the stewardess comes up to us. She goes, I've been listening to you all. This is fascinating. <laughs> and you're, and you, you're, you and your son are having this kind of conversation. You know, she was a little, little, little stupid white lady. And I hadn't even thought anything of it that anybody was listening to us. But all I knew was that my dad wasn't listening to me. You know, I was like, no, <laughs>
So that was the book that I, that I noticed that um, I kept that book for a long time. But it, Tell the me the name again. Down, it's called No Money Down. I okay. Mean, uh, the author is Robert Allen. You know, and uh, okay. I like it because it had little pictures in it. They told it, they told it how the real estate industry works. They told it, and a quote he put in there, I think, is buyers and buyers and sellers are thieves. You know, how realtors kind of try to get over it. <laughs> yeah. It was really nice educational for me because I got my real estate license. I went to get it right after I graduated high school. So I got it. I studied for it when I was 16, and I graduated early. I was ready to go. I was like, I'm out of high school. Let me let me get started. And um, because I graduated early, I got I took the course and then found out you could take the state exam until you were 18. So I had to wait. I had to wait two years. <laughs> and then I got my license later. <laughs> but um, but that was that was just my reading along the way based upon that exposure. Um, you know, and, and one one thing I will say, I was gonna say this earlier, Andre, uh, you were talking about. You, you, you learn little tidbits. Sometimes more knowledge is gained just from a, from an anecdote or a, a quick uh, story or um, uh, what do they call them? Um, you know, like I refer, for example, he would say, never put your money into something that doesn't make you money. Right? So that was an easy litmus test. It's as simple as profit minus expenses. I mean, revenue minus expenses yeah. and profit, right? So that's something I teach my kids. You know, talk, something simple, right? Evaluate it and determine if it's an investment or if it's an ex, if it's an expense, right? And then decide how you want to spend your money because if you put it into something that's going to ultimately return, then that's considered an asset. Anything else is a, is, is an expense, right? So, so whether they get ready to buy a necklace, or uh, some shoes, that was just a simple formula that I thought they could use that I learned from my dad. And I still think about it today because it's so simple, right? It's like, you know, revenue minus expenses in your pocket. You know, it's funny you say that because Kevin and I were mentioning that recently with our kids in terms of teaching that exact same thing in one way or another, which is, you know, liability versus an asset, right? So you have a hundred bucks, you can go buy the latest Nikes, right? Or you can figure out how you can use that hundred bucks to make some, to make some more money. Now, my parents were not business people. They became successful just to do practical common sense, right? So, so, so he, they were teachers, and they started buying real estate. They got successful that way. Me, I hope I'm, I'm, I'm with the knowledge now of these, you know, of the theirs that they learned, I learned from them, but as well as you know, having gone off and gone to business school, worked on Wall Street, done derivatives, I could be able to be more open minded about certain things that I'm supposed to have an expertise about that maybe my dad didn't, you know. He understood leverage. He knew it was a bad thing because that's what anybody growing up he was born in 1931. Anybody growing up right basically in the heart of the depression or the aftermath of it, you're hearing the, the residual effects of that for, for decades, right? Don't put your money in the banks. You know, don't get into debt. You know, that's, 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 that, that rings yeah. in your ears more than anything else when it comes to what to do with your money and how, how, how bad things can get because people were still recovering from it. So... I understand the context of him saying, you know, don't, don't get into much debt. And you can't go wrong not getting into much debt. You just can't go as quickly, you know, and, and understand the dynamics of uh, coverage ratios and leverage and, and risk elements of the aspect of real estate. But, you know, he was able to do it. He probably could have gotten five, ten times bigger if he decided to use more debt. Her mother was entrepreneurial as well. She grew up on a farm um, as well. And she, she, she had the freedom and, and, and context to take 
thing that she grew in her own farming area by the house and take it to the market herself. That's how she made money for the household. Even though yeah. her dad had a bigger elevator farm. So, you know, I, I'm constantly surrounded by <clears throat> wonderful days when both mother and father can be working together in that way, you know. And, um, and that's, that's what he's always told me. I just wanted to make sure that my mom is such a huge part of that. Well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I've had the benefit of uh, you know being around her and, and knowing her. Um, yeah, she she's she's an amazing woman, an incredible just an incredible person as a whole. And I know we're getting close to the end, but if you had to have a title for you, the title of what would be a title for Doreen? Just your whole your whole chapter, your whole volume of life, um, what title would you put on yourself? Like I was saying earlier when we started, um, sometimes you, as you reflect, it, it depends on what's happening currently, you know, where your mind is in that moment. You know, okay, here's where it is. That's why I said, you know, to me, I would be patient, man. But, but um, um, <laughs> think about how how important it is to, whatever I would say, I would try to think I live by a certain code of ethics that say, you know, um, whatever you try to be of service to others, you know, um, and, and, and use your skills and abilities to help others, you know, and that, that to me is, is a model that I would try to want to be known as a title, not like anything aggrandizing, but really about how, how we all have gifts, we all have talents, we all have capacities, and we find our fullest potential when we're using those things not for our own benefit, but for the service to, to others. And sometimes we're serving others by benefiting ourselves because we're setting an example. But the mindset isn't one of ego. It's one of, okay, I want to help others. I want to benefit society. I want to leave something for the later generations in a certain way. Yeah, your, your commitment is to your community, you know, and obviously your family, which is part of your community. Yeah. And so, you know, hats off for the, for the work you do and the different spaces you do it in. Yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. Any any last thoughts you want to share before we wear out your patience? No, no. I, I, I got a whole tank full back here. You <laughs> <laughs> practiced in patience at the fifth degree. I think the level of patientness. Normal comments. <laughs> Your superhero skills. That's right. <laughs> well, man, we appreciate you taking the time. That was really, um, I think it shows that it all starts with family. And like you said, if the little ones are watching you and they, they learn so much, just being there. You only having five kids, you're considered the slacker. Wow, man. No, 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 I said my uncle. That was a good <laughs> that was the practice of patience. That was the art of patience.